Well, good evening. I'm Rick Dancer. Welcome to Get Real with Rick Dancer. It is a crazy night. We have so many people to talk to tonight. And Kim and her, her camera, she's over in Sun River today. And we're going to check in with her in just a few minutes. Uh, she's had, has, having a little technical difficulty, but they've been working it out. Um, we also have Michael Hartley over at um, Mercury Metal, who's going to be joining us and showing us um, how they got their start and uh, in the metal business. Lonnie uh, Woodruff has had a very busy day <laughs> from Transworld Business Advisors. Phone's ringing off the hook because all of a sudden it's April, almost, and people are starting to want to sell businesses and buy businesses. It's like people kind of get moving this time. Did you know, according to Realtor.com, April 10th, that week of April 10th, is supposed to be more houses come on the market than any other this year. That's what they're predicting. So that's gonna happen. And then Albert Taylor, uh, we have Louise and Allie are gonna come and talk with us a little bit about what's going on there. But last night we had Betsy Johnson on and uh, Dr. Bratlin called me and said, Rick, you ought to put together a little compilation of the best moments with that interview last night. So I've got like five minutes of interview with her that we're gonna throw out there and, um, and, uh, and show you. So we'll get our start, we'll get her, and then we'll get right on to the rest of the show. So hang in there. Oh, one thing you can do right now is if you're not following us, go ahead and follow us. The other thing is to share this while it's running because it'll go right on that page and uh, other people will get to see it. So here we go. We got a lot to do tonight. So hang in there. Who puts up with this? That's what I don't understand. Bring the lion out. Bring the, bring the lion. Um, tonight on our show, we're going to have... Hey guys, don't you think it's kind of fun that you get to comment on the news? There's a cost. Oh yeah, there's a cost. People come after you. Like, I think that's why this is so much fun is because... We'll see if I... Tonight, because we have someone that I just dearly love off the cuff you just do you you say it like it is and i think that's what we need in politics in oregon don't you and uh i'm so happy that she is throwing her hat in the ring to be uh running for governor of oregon people used to ask me if i'm going to run for governor and my standard answer was i'd rather throw myself in a wood chipper and she's doing it the way i would have done it <laughs> you know not the traditional way and finally as people kept saying to me are you gonna just let this go? And I think you're gonna really enjoy this conversation. Betsy Johnson will be joining us in just a couple of minutes. Are you just gonna surrender this to Tina and watch how far down in a hole you can drive your beloved Oregon? And I finally said, no. I may seem an improbable messenger for big, bold change in this state, but that's exactly who I am and that's exactly what I am. But God, if the good people, if the dentists, if the entrepreneurs, if the inventors, if the manufacturers all give up on our state, we're just screwed. People that they still matter in this state, their voice can be heard and they can make a difference in their government and government isn't gonna just keep jamming stuff up their nose. And the answer was answer the damn phone, find out what the customer wants. And I hope to God, if I get elected governor, that I can turn around those folks that are saying Idaho or Montana or, Tennessee or wherever, have a governor that acts like it matters that our largest employer is decamping across the country. Betsy, what should happen to all these state employees who were fired or let go because they wouldn't get the vaccine now that this thing's at, to, at a different point? And, Give them and back their damn job. Kate Brown has been everywhere on COVID, nowhere on Portland. Should have worked with them and not like the, the, the nanny state telling them how to run their business. 
I, I certainly would not lock down the state again under any circumstances. You can take prudent precautionary. Locking us down and ruining our economy and torturing our kids for two years with social and emotional and academic growth that they may never get back, I think was the biggest blunder we made. So the answer is without equivocation, no. I think the first step is managing our forests better, which means cutting, thinning, actually getting into the woods and treating them not just like a park that can just grow, but actually managing them. Is, is this a Republican problem or a Democrat problem? It was, it's an Oregonian's problem. And more to the point, it's an Oregonian lives in Senate District 16, and we're going to do our goddamnedest to fix your problem. And you have not always been one of the most popular people with your own party. <laughs> uh, that would be correct, Mr. Dancer. I'm not going to win Miss Congeniality. I bucked them on a couple of their really big initiatives, none the least of which was cap and trade and managed to, to earn the, um, uh, the, the title climate denier, which is just bullshit. I mean, I know that there are issues that are uh, affecting our climate. I want to get elected governor to fix shit and to do shit because what we've got going now is is just unacceptable too many people rick dancer are giving up on our state and leaving us and when our certified smart guys and our entrepreneurs and our manufacturers and our innovators pack up their u-hauls and drive to tennessee we're screwed right so i'm gonna give it one last try we're working like crazy um, I'm going to rely on people and they've got to believe that I've got their back. I've been their voice down in Salem um, and I'm, just, I'm not going to give up without a fight. And so that's so maybe someday you'll be governor of Oregon and I'll be governor of Montana. Cool. Cool. You never know. Uh, we could do the Montana uh, Oregon Alliance and get some shit done. It'd be dangerous, wouldn't we? <laughs> so I guess my hair do so I look cooler like you. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got the glasses going, so you'll be the big glasses, and I'll have the big hair and the beard. Uh, you know, Angelina Jolie is not going to write me a check. I am a little busier than I anticipated I would be when I pulled the pin out of the grenade that is my life. We're going to be out there talking to people where they live and where they work and finding out what they need rather than having Salem tell them. And I went down to see Jerry Frank, the last unaffiliated governor who one in Oregon was Julius Meyer, who was Jerry's uncle. And the last time I talked to Jerry right before he died, he took my hand and he said, if Uncle Julius can do it, so can you. And I said, you're goddamn right I can. So <laughs> I'm doing this one for Jerry. Uh, as, as a native daughter of a state I love, I am not going to just sit by and surrender the state to Tina Kotek and the very liberal ideology that has been the one party philosophy in the Oregon legislature for the last 40 years. This is Dr. Michael Braniff from Chris Dental. For all those of you that sat back and did nothing while our civil liberties were taken away from us the last two years, shame on you. Shame on you for not fighting for our kids to be back in school and not having to wear masks. Shame on you for buying into political science, not actual science. For all those who did nothing next time, and there will be a next time, don't be complacent. Actually fight back. We can't really hear very well tonight. So welcome. We are in Sun River tonight and we are joined by Lindsay, who is the, um, I don't, you know what? I don't want to say your name. I'm going to have you say it because I don't want to mess it up. Is it Borkowski? 
Okay, I did it. Um, and we, we're at the Cove Aquatic Center. So we want to show you guys this pool behind us. And I'm going to have Lindsay talk about some upcoming events for the weekend. It's what, Easter time almost? So she's going to tell us a little bit about what's coming up here. Thank you. Yes, Lindsay Borkowski. And so excited to show you guys our new Cove Aquatic Center. We've been open almost a year. And for those that don't know, you need to know. You have to come here and experience this. It's our new indoor aquatic center, Lazy River, Poolside Bar, which is the most important part. Kim and I were just having this discussion about the Poolside Bar. Water slide over there. But some fun upcoming events. Uh, Easter weekend, we actually have an underwater egg hunt right here at the Cove. So as a resort guest, you get access to the Cove Aquatic Center. Come and stay and do the underwater egg hunt. If you don't want to do the underwater egg hunt, we've got a golf scavenger hunt going on. We've also got our Easter brunch and our traditional Easter egg hunt in Besson Commons. Um, so we've got so much going on for that Easter weekend. Every weekend, however, we've got stargazing in the backyard. We have a nature adventure walk that is brought to you by the Sun River Nature Center. So there's no lack of things to do at Sun River Resort. That's for sure. I love it. I love it. And you guys tonight, so coming up, they have all these events that Lindsay just talked about. And actually for our question to, of the night, Rick, and I, I don't think I sent this to you yet. My question is, and I want to, you knew the answer to this. I'm impressed. My question is, what in the 60s did they use the terrain in Central Oregon for? And I'm trying not to give too many clues. I did not know this. I found this to be a fun fact. Um, in the 60s, right? It's a very, uh, I'm going to keep it vague because I don't want to give away, you know, I don't want to say what. Yeah, yeah that yeah. would probably be good enough. What was this terrain used for in the 60s? And if you can find that out, I would, like, be very impressed. So, um, what, okay, yeah, let's give them a hint. Okay. Has to do with space, Rick, okay? That'll be our hint. So what let's is it? So say it again. I, could, I okay, didn't hear so you. Okay, so in the 60s, and I don't want to, there were a couple of years there, this terrain in Central Oregon was used for something for training. I don't know if we gave it away. Hopefully not. See if anybody knows out there on their own. So this is, we're talking Central Oregon. That's the theme. In the 60s, they used this terrain for something. It's pretty impressive. Is it terrain or train? Yeah, yeah, you got it. The terrain. Okay. Yep. So this is oh, you guys and, and, and by the way, somebody already got it that's on your show tonight. Seriously? Yeah. How do you know? But I'm not going to say Lonnie, Lonnie knows the answer. Pretty impressive. <laughs> you... What the hell are you doing? You're not till later. Hang in there. He can't answer questions like You're not that. allowed. Yeah. I mean, he is the client, but I, I'm known for treating my clients like that, right? Yeah, I didn't even know that. Um, and now you see the answer, Rick. So we'll see if anyone else out there knows it. I don't oh, know wait, what we're giving here. away tonight. I forgot to ask. Jason says moon landing training. Moon landing. Okay. We, got, we have smart viewers. There's a lava rock from the view on the moon. That is the truth. Really? Yeah. Look at nice job, have, Jason. We have, we have the smartest viewers on the planet, and that was clients. that was too easy, I guess. Dang it! And obviously, clients. So, Kim, what is what's Everett and Elena and you and, and the hubby going to do over there this weekend? Okay, so we are here because my best friend from California came to visit her family, and we usually meet in the summer. She's here for her spring break in California. And that okay. you know what they're going to be doing. Uh, yeah. I, and then we're going to go skiing tomorrow. So, yeah. Okay. Well, you have fun. It was nice to meet you. Thank you hey, so let much. Us, nice to meet you. 
Have a good Let day. us know anytime you have stuff going on over there because you can. We can just go to you live at your place. We don't need Kim over there gallivanting yeah, we around. Can, we can do it with you, and not you don't need me. If there's perfect, yeah, no, nope, you got me. I'm always here for you, Rick. <laughs> Thank you. Right. Uh, see you later. That's awesome. Kim is so great. And she knows what she's doing because she worked with me for 100 years and uh, she taught me a lot. So where are we going now? We're going over to uh, kind of, it's not really, Michael, Michael, what, what part of Eugene are you in? I don't know, but it's the Baker Boots area of Eugene. Yeah, we're over near on Highway 99, kind of by Four Corners area. So it's uh, West Eugene. So tell people, Michael's with Mercury Metals Design and Fabrication. And mm -hmm. they, they do anything metal. I mean, just about yep. everything. Cut it. They weld it. They mold it. They they create things out of it. They make some of the coolest stuff ever. Um, We're polishing right now, too. Get the what? I guess your video there. Trying to get the sound out. This is what they do, guys. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. That's where I'm just like a typical dude. I love watching those machines. Every every week when I run that, I'm like, yeah. So, right. how did, but how did you get your start? Because Mercury Metal started quite a, a long time ago. Yeah, Mercury Metals originally started. I'll go here. It's a little quieter. Uh, in 1946, we were. Uh, it was originally called Mercury Equipment, and they used to make chainsaw bars, the original big ones, the pond and deck bars. And they did it for all the local sawmills and stuff from overseas as well as back east. And so it's kind of ever since the logging operations dwindled down, I think we're one of three now in the U.S. that do it. So take us into the room. This is where you – and you still make them, right? Yeah. But the, oh, yeah, we still make them. This is all the original equipment you can see behind me. It's from the 1940s. And uh, I put a picture up here for you guys to see. Oh, this is uh, – Back in the heyday, Let's see if I can. Oh, wow. Yeah. That is so cool. Yeah, so we're using all the same equipment, and the, the guys who owned it years prior have uh, passed down all their knowledge and how to forge the bars, how to hit them with the hammers and straighten them, and they've handed it down. And we have a couple of guys here that have had the original training. And so, so we're still <laughs> Michael, Ann Bailey wants to know, do you guys do metal gates for entries and stuff like that? Can you do that? Absolutely, yep. And, we and do rails and gates entries, all kinds of different decorations. Yep. And, and the cool thing about what they do is you go into them and they have designers and fabricators and people that can talk to you and go, no, 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 that here's a better idea. And they can give you super good ideas and recommendations on how to do it. Yep. You guys, you could, you can imagine what you could do with like the backsplash in your kitchen or your <laughs> counter, you know, the, the, the front of your counters, you know, how everybody's putting rock on them instead to put something really cool metal and you guys, Absolutely. you could cut like mountain hood or you could put different mountain ranges. I mean, Absolutely. they can help you do something that people walk in your house and go, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> What's the weirdest like project you've seen recently? Well, wait, tell them about Archimoto. That's not weird. But what you guys did for Archimoto, tell them what, they, what you did. Oh, so they basically, I don't know the details too much about it. I mean, I know they did a new electric bike. So it's a bicycle that you pedal but it has electric reinforcements to it. And it can push you up, and don't quote me at this, I want to say 35 to 40 miles an hour pretty easily. And I followed is, the uh, owners and he was 
he was moving. <laughs> this is something Mark Fronmeyer with Archimoto just developed, and they yep. worked together with um, Mercury Metal to make that happen because he can't do all of that. They, they have their own factory and stuff, but they, these guys right. do bits and pieces for him too. And you guys do stuff from all over the world too, don't you? All over the world, yep. From back east, uh, food companies, we do a lot of food processing stuff, which is basically stainless steel hydraulic food processing. And the stuff that uh, separates chemicals, we do medical laboratory stuff as well. I've seen a couple of things from the CDC as well. <laughs> oh, so is it, do you think, you know, when I went through the plant and stuff, I was really surprised that I went. I never thought something like this was in Eugene. And you guys employ how many people about? Right now we're about 50. Wow. And <laughs> yeah, you are really growing. They're so busy, it's hard to get them on here. <laughs> we just promote them for them, and then they, they, but we like to get your face on here because it's fun to walk around the building and see what you're doing and stuff. So, so Mercury Metal Design and Fabrication, the place to go in Eugene if you're looking for it. You guys, seriously, any they're big, big projects. I mean, they do big stuff, but they're branching out and doing a lot of smaller things too for people like you and me. If you really want something done, um, I'll tell you, in this day and age, you could be so unique in your home, in your shop. Um, I I already asked him about, because I have a friend here in Montana, I said, Rick, you should redo your shower in steel. And I, said, <laughs> I asked Mike, and then when he told me 10 grand, I went, you know, I was looking better and better. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's hey, Hey, Michael, thank you very much. We appreciate your support, your sponsorship, and we love going through your shop. <laughs> oh, we appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Hey, so if you ever want to sell your business, if Larry and them want to sell it, I know just the guy to get him to, okay? Oh, sounds good. <laughs> Our next guest, okay. All right, see you later, man. So that's a perfect introduction to Lonnie. Hey, Lonnie, how you doing, man? Good. How are you doing today? I'm good, except you wrote me and said, oh, my gosh, Rick, I've been so busy. I have not had time to even think about anything. Um, busy doing what? What have you been busy with? Everything. So uh, the new year, new people are doing new things. Uh, all the restrictions being lifted. People are kind of going back to life as normal. People are buying. People are selling. Uh, tons of inquiries like, hey, what's my business worth? Hey, I want to sell my business to my employees. Hey, I might want to give it to my kids. Like, you know, what are, what are options? Uh, people that are uh, looking to buy their own business, become their own boss. It's, it's been busy on both sides. It's, it's, it's been neat. Do you think that's because it's a, I mean, seriously, that's the housing too is going like that. I was saying earlier that um, they say the week of the 10th, like the, the, the 10th of the, the spread of Palm Sunday that week is the busiest should be more houses coming on the market. And I'm sure when people are selling businesses are thinking the same thing, but you and I were talking the other day, having a little interview conversation. And you said, right. one of the big mistakes people don't make is, okay, it's April. It's beautiful. I want to sell my business. We really need to start planning last April or in December. Talk about planning to do that. How you yeah. plan. Absolutely. Like if you wanted to sell your house, you just don't walk out there and throw a for sale sign. There's a lot of prep work, a lot of getting ready. And um, I'd reach out and just talk to me because I can help you with that. Because there might be some things that you don't know that make your business more appealing from the outside in, from what a buyer is going to look at. And, um, you know, and we need to have make sure the finances are clean. We can look through every bit, every aspect of it. Well, and that's where it's a lot more difficult than a house. 
because I don't have to with the business and, you know, and I don't think a lot of business owners probably know how to do that. And you do is to go in and, okay, what are the things that people are looking for when they're buying a business? It's not like, here's my papers, here's my books. Um, you want to have everything laid out so that it, it makes sense and it's, it's showing the best possible picture, right? Well, yeah, that's a big part of it. And uh, kind of what the business can do. Uh, you know, sometimes people that buy businesses own other businesses. And how will this business fit into their other businesses? You know, like say Mercury Metals, they could expand through acquisition and buy another thing to add to their empire. Maybe not a metal business, maybe something that just helps their operations. Who knows? Like, you know, so. Is, is this the time you think after, especially after COVID, that like business people, um, are, are even people like me, like going, maybe I want to have a different kind of business that we're starting to think about that a little bit more because we're, we're done. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's always that there's uh, people that have done a business for 10 or 15 years and, uh, they're kind of done with that. They've mastered their craft and they want to do something else that gets them excited because, uh, even though that the businesses are making great money, they just want the new challenge. Entrepreneurs are amazing people. It's fun to work with them. Like they're, they thrive on that challenge. Why? What, what do you, what do you love about working with entrepreneurs? Oh, they're the toughest, most honest and just nitty gritty people. They're, they're fun to be around witty and uh, there's nothing that can stop them. Like they're, they're just fun to be around. Are you ever shocked at the, at the um, <clears throat> um, lack of fear <laughs> that an entrepreneur has oh man they're not afraid of anything like most of them are not and uh even new entrepreneurs within six months or a year two owning your own business you, you get that too but most of those fears that's all it is is fear it's nothing can you and you really follow people through because there's a learning curve when you're taking over a new business isn't there i mean oh. it, it yeah, absolutely yeah just just running a business any business like you got to be the operator of the business you, HR functions, payrolls, who's pay, you got to be in charge of paying the bills and all that stuff. Then you got to do what the business does too. So you guys, if you are somebody who's out there and you're thinking, I just really um, want to look into something or I just have an idea, um, Lonnie will sit down with you and just chat with you. And don't do you find a lot of times, Lonnie, that like Rick Dancer comes in and says, I want to buy a pin manufacturing company. And as you're talking to me, you realize, you know, Rick, it's really not the pin manufacturing company you're looking at. It's really this company that you would might be. This would probably be a better fit because you can kind of help. You know what I mean? We all get focused on this is what I do well. And yeah, absolutely. Because if you're not looking at my listings or what's out there, you have no idea what's out there. So we have some trans world stats like one in nine. So every one in nine people that call in on a listing buy that listing. The rest of them buy something else. As they get to know them, maybe it doesn't fit their lifestyle. Maybe they want to do something else. Then uh, as they get to know the buyer, I kind of find them maybe a better fit for what their goals are. Um, so give me your number. Wait a second. I've got it here. 541. I forgot to put this in the top. But now they'll get it right in the comments. 9026. And this is the number you call Lonnie at uh, to find out more, to sit down and have a conversation, go out and have coffee. And uh, well, let, nice coffee. let it make your dreams come true. <laughs> That's what I'm here to do. All right. Lonnie Woodruff, thank you so much for your support. Thank you for talking about what you do. And I love having you on here because I, I, I know you make people think differently. And that's a really good thing, I think, for people. That's what I'm here for. Absolutely. All right. Lonnie, thank you. See you later, man.
Uh, thank you, Rick. All right. And we have one more guest tonight, Albert Taylor. Their tagline is Endless Possibilities. And so we have Allie. Hi, Allie. How are you? Allie, your mic is not coming through. Is that, this better? Now I hear you. Hey, awesome. Allie, are you? We got Louise too, right? Hi, Louise. Yes, we do. Hi. Okay, now are you guys? How close are you guys to each other? Very. Very. Okay. So, Ellie, tell me what how you're connected with Louise. Okay. So I am a senior program manager over here at Albert Taylor, and I help her through the day to day, just making sure that she is able to live the best quality of life possible. And so you're, what are you, are you a D, you're not a caregiver because you really are just, you're just there to kind of support her. You're a support person. Um, yeah, I am part of her support staff. I am the uh, overall senior program manager over at the current program she's at. And we have a couple DSPs that work here as well, just to help take care of her and make sure things, make sure things are running smoothly. So Louise, talk to me a little bit about who you are, can you? Louise? Do you want to share what, what you like to do? Huh? Sorry, she's right up here. Um, so Miss Louise, would you like to share what all you like to do? I like to grab pictures and write them. So, um, mainly I've been writing pictures lately so I can get them in the fire. So, Allie, what have you learned about yourself working the with? Main county fair. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry, Louise. Sorry about that. Um, what I've been able to learn about myself is just I have a huge heart for people. Um, I've worked in this industry for a while, newer to Albert Taylor as an overall, but I appreciate their quality of care that they give to their individuals more than anything else, and that's what I appreciate and respect for them. Do you, and you work really hard in what you do as which is a tough job. Yes. But do you find that you also... Um, learn a lot about yourself just, you know, you know from, from working with other human beings like that? Yes, I'm uh, able to learn about myself just on a day-to-day -day basis by watching and uh, helping some of the people that we work with. So why would someone want it? Because I know what Albert Taylor is really looking for is you guys need people to work there. You know what? Can you take, maybe take Louise's and shut it down and have her come up with you? Okay. Because the computers are fighting each other. One minute. Perfect. Can you hear me? I can't hear you now. All right. Is we better oh, yeah. now? Now I can, yeah. Awesome. Okay. We'll fix it that way. Cool. So, um, yeah, because it was it was kind of coming and doing some feedback, stuff like that. So Albert Taylor needs people to, to, to work. It's, and I know all agencies like yours are, are 
doing that. Um, it's, a, it's a really, it's a tough line of work, but it's also, it has to be really rewarding when you go home at the end of the day. 100%. What is it? What, how is that rewarding for you? Uh, it's rewarding for me to be able to go home and say, I made an impact on somebody's life and I was able to provide the best care possible for them. Um, so that way they can do and be the most successful person they can. Because one of the things people I don't think understand is you guys, <clears throat> Louise gets to pick what she wants to do. I mean, she has her own ISP and she gets to figure out what her life's going to be. And you just get, to, so, she, so she gives you the roadmap and you get to make that happen. That kind of has, that has to be kind of fun in a way. You know what I mean? You're because you're, you're kind of a dream maker too. Very much so. It's pretty cool to be able to hear her say, I want to enter my, some of my art in the fair. And so to figure out these are the steps necessary to get that done and accomplish it. And then to watch her be excited along the way. Um, I know last year at uh, the fair, she actually won uh, ribbons with her artwork. And so hoping to make that happen again for her. Louise, that's awesome. You run a ribbon at the fair? Yeah. That is so awesome. I'd love to see your artwork next time. Sometime we should have to, are you, <clears throat> do you guys go to the um, OSPLP program that has the, the art and culture program? Does she go to that? Something like that too. Um, she does a lot of art at the home that we're at. Um, but we are looking to get her into more community based art programs. Yeah. You just might be a famous artist one day, Louise. You never yeah, know. Um, uh, last year when I entered the fair, I got two first place ribbons. One which I sold to one of the, uh, one of the girls that quit her job to go to school. So I got 40 bucks more from that. And um, it was a first place ribbon. And then I got three second place ribbons. Wow, Louise, that's awesome. Yeah, I know a couple of artists in one of the other agencies. And uh, the first thing Perry will say is, you like my picture? You pay. <laughs> I go, yeah, we pay. We will pay. Well, Louise and Allie, thank you so much for joining us and being on here. I appreciate your time. And Louise, you keep painting, okay? We will. All right. Thank you. All right. Thanks, you guys. So, um, sorry, that was a little hard to understand, you guys. But one of the things there are health, they are a health organization, and so they are still under mandates to wear masks, and so it's a little harder to understand and stuff. But you know what? Um, tolerance is a two-way road, and uh, I can, I can. You have to sometimes look at life a, a little differently, and I'm hoping that tonight, um, what Ali was saying, which was profound, uh, causes some of you to want to go you know, work with some people that might really open your eyes to something different. But you know what, with Louise, um, maybe those moments of her speaking and you not maybe able to understand it actually uh, means a, big, a lot to her. <laughs> and sometimes television production and life doesn't have to be perfect uh, to be perfectly wonderful. And we have to think about the things that go on for other people as well. So that's my little two cents on that.
Um, I'm Rick Dancer, and we want to thank Lonnie Woodruff over at uh, Transworld Business Advisors. And if you are looking to sell a business or thinking about changing your life around and want to start a business, uh, go sit down and talk with them. Mercury Metal Fabrication, um, boy, they are... They could do anything for you, gates and all kinds of stuff, and have some fun with that. And plus, it's just a great business in our town. Uh, Christendel Family Dentistry, um, we always will be supportive of them. And did I have another one tonight? I got Transcool, Mercury, and Albert Taylor. I, that's everybody. So tomorrow's April Fools. Be nice to your friends. <laughs> Kathy and I will be moving again uh, from Airbnb number one to Airbnb number two. So we're hoping that all the signals work and everything happens like that. Next week, uh, we got a whole bunch of, we're going to have a, a former judge in Lane County that I used to cover as a, a reporter, James Hargreaves, is going to be on <clears throat> because somebody, um, a friend of mine named Corey, when they said, hey, um, maybe you should have a show on freedom of speech and what it means. So Judge Hargreaves says, I'm no expert, but I know something. And so we're going to have him on and we're going to talk about what is, because I think there's a lot of confusion about freedom of speech and what it is, how free we are and how free we might not be. Um, then Wednesday, Tuesday, we've got our regular show on Elements Health Clubs. Um, on Wednesday next week, um, I've got four people from Montana. I asked a question one day online. Um, it had 33,000 people pay attention to it. Um, I just asked the question, what should I as an Oregonian do and not do moving to Montana? And oh boy, did I get an earful. So I've got four people who are going to come on and they're going to express their concerns. And I think it's going to be really good for people to hear. What, what are they concerned about people moving from Oregon, Washington, California into their states? Because once you open this can of worms, I'll tell you, I heard it from people in Tennessee came on. I heard it from people in Arizona. I heard people in Texas, all of them saying, you come here and you bring your politics and the things you've done to your state and you bring them to us and then you ruin us. And we don't want you to do that. And they're adamant about it. So we're going to hear from them and have that conversation. And then on Thursday, Free Oregon um, is going to be here uh, to talk about kind of what's going on now that the mandates are over for most people. Uh, they're still pushing through because they're nervous that this is coming back. So we'll talk a little bit with them about that. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Um, thank you for joining us. Share this on your page if you would. It really helps because sometimes Facebook tries to limit what we do. We pay to push it out. We, we fight them. But another way you can fight them is by you guys just sharing it on your page. Uh, somebody's going to come on and go, oh, that Lonnie guy. I Yeah, <clears throat> I, want a, I want a new business. I mean, <clears throat> I'm not trying to educate you, but that's how social media works in the good world. <clears throat> somebody comes on your page, you share it. Somebody comes on your page and says, you know, that Allie, she sounds like she really likes her job and I need a meaningful job. I'm tired of just checking groceries. I want, a, I want a, a job that means something and they might be inspired to change your life. So then you just help somebody change your life just simply by sharing something. And that goes all the way around. That's what a community is. A community is action. So you can't just sit here and suck off the tube listening to what we talk about. You got to do something. Sorry. That's how it works. <laughs> Have a good night. I'll talk to you later. God, Rick always has to preach at me at the end of the show.